podcast where change management intersects with everyday life. I'm Adnan Ali. And I'm Kara Sundar. Well, Adnan, this is the last episode of season two. We are so excited to share with you guys some Q&A today. Every once in a while, we get some questions from our listeners, and we thought it would be fun to wrap up this season just answering some of our, our questions. So the most popular one is, where did you meet? You know, you're in Hong Kong, I'm in Florida, we don't work for the same company. (laughs) (laughs) How did our paths cross? Yeah, so our paths actually crossed um, at work. So we met while we were very briefly co-workers. So I was on the verge of moving to Hong Kong and Kara had just been hired. And it was so exciting to have really another change management champion in the room. I know at the time I was, I think, the only change management consultant in the entire organization. And when Kara came in, it's like, yes, we have someone else to really champion this cause. And the thing was, I was moving overseas. So we did connect very briefly. I think we shared a few great ideas. I heard about your work experience. And that's where the two of us met. So we did not meet in Hong Kong. (laughs) We actually met. (laughs) Um, in Florida as co-workers. Yeah, and we did a a little training together and realized we were both approaching our change work the same way. So when we had challenges, we would start reaching out to one another just to get, you know, that outside perspective. And yeah, so we loved the collaboration and decided to continue it even when we didn't work (laughs) together anymore. Right, right. It was funny. I think we were just having a chat one day, one-on-one. I was having some issues with one of my programs, and I just gave you a call, Kara, and you just had this idea of, you know, we talk about these really cool things. I think other people might want to hear about them. Let's do a podcast. Neither of us had ever done a podcast. (laughs) And uh, we just kind of hit record and never looked back. Yes. So in that vein, thanks to everybody who's been patient with us in season one and two. We have learned a lot about sound recording. We've learned a lot about how to make stories flow. Uh, Good and bad lessons there. So um, stay tuned to the end of the episode because we have some exciting things to announce for season three. All right. So next question, Adnan, what is your favorite part of change management? What keeps you ticking? When you have a group of people that are resistant to change and you take them along that change journey and they get to that aha moment. So Mm -hmm. I, I think for me, that's really the most rewarding part of change management, because just going into many of the changes that I've done, I know that many of our listeners have done, sometimes it seems almost impossible in the beginning. And just to kind of see the light bulbs go off in the room and to have those messages resonate and to get people to become champions, I mean, that is probably the most rewarding part for me. How about yourself, Kara? Man, that's very close to what my favorite <laughs> is. Um, I would say if if I could fold in some kind of messaging opportunity too, like I'm able to explain something in a way that makes things click, uh, get really have the knowledge base and the understanding of my audience, and then be able to produce something that you know can be changing minds <laughs> long term. Mm-hmm. Um, that that really does get me excited when I finally get to press send on something like that. Right. Um, and then on the flip side, what's the hardest part of change management for you? Oh, so I think the hardest part for change management, and, and it, honestly, I think there's a few things I can probably <laughs> mention. 
But I'll focus on one. I, you know, I think the most challenging part can be you don't have a clear vision. Always have to bring leaders back to, of, hey, I know we're diving into the tactical, but really, what's the vision behind what we're doing? Why is this compelling and exciting? Sometimes the changes aren't compelling and exciting, mm-hmm. but are there opportunities to make this a compelling change and, and really what's in it for the people who are impacted. I, I think when those factors aren't clear and you just dive right into implementation, it can be very challenging. And in many cases, you don't really get to that aha moment because there's not a clear vision up front. So yeah, I think that's probably the most challenging thing is when there's not a clear vision. Uh, something I think you're quite good at, but is challenging for me is change impacts. Mm. You know, especially if you've got a change that impacts a lot of different people, a lot of different ways, and you have to change the conversation depending on which group you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes for these business things that I get pulled into, I don't understand the business or the day-to-day lives of the people who are going to be impacted. And I have to learn the technology that we're going to use and the process. So just kind of the knowledge gap that can exist, it takes time to get up to speed. But then, of course, once you have that and you understand the change impacts, everything else becomes easier. So it's a really important piece of the puzzle. But I think that's probably my biggest challenge because I'm impatient. I mean, that's <laughs> I want to just dive in and start adding value. And sometimes you just need to give yourself space to learn. Yeah, it's an important piece of the puzzle, but it's one puzzle where you don't have all the pieces right off the bat. You really <laughs> right. have to figure out what my pieces are, and then you have that's to right. put it together, which makes it so challenging. <laughs> exactly. So in that vein, you know, most of our projects are technical. Um, we have been talking with some other change managers recently who are doing a lot of HR work or, you know, just have other areas of expertise, but both you and I tend to be really heads down with project managers and business Mm -hmm. analysts and really working on a technical implementation. So how did you get here? What does your journey (laughs) look like uh, to get into technology? Yeah, well, it was accidental. I somehow landed into project management. So I actually landed in the financial services sector, but did different rotations across my organization. And I landed in what was called a project management office, a PMO, something I'd never heard of. (laughs) And it just really resonated with me. You know, how do we take these really cool ideas from inception to a go-live date and bring along an entire group of people, customers and users that are impacted. So um, my journey to change and the technical side of it really, um, it was an accidental one, not one Mm -hmm. that I planned for. Well, I got into change management and technology as an end user. I was working for an executive at a company and we just had a couple of technical implementations that went really south. And so I truly was like, this cannot be rocket science. I'm going to go and figure out what this thing called change management is. So I, I did end up getting a master's focusing on that. And at the time, my company was about to go through a large ERP implementation. And Mm. super naively, I just raised my hand and said, I'll lead change management on that. So that's how I got into it. And I guess just my hires from that point and, you know, referrals to different projects, you know, they all just happen to be technical. But I laugh because I'm not a technical person really at all. I don't know how to code or anything like that, but I'm not afraid to ask the dumb questions. And I love working in the technical space and with technical people. 
there's no such thing as a dumb question. So <laughs> I, I really do believe that. Um, you know, one of the things I do love are those questions that clarify things that yes. everyone in the room assumes everyone knows, but really yes. no one knows. I, I don't know if you've ever had those moments where Absolutely. There, there's terms and phrases that people are using and everyone just kind of takes them for granted. And yeah, of course, of course. And then when someone maybe like yourself in this case that asks, hey, I'm going to raise my hand. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? You would be surprised how many times people couldn't tell you what that meant or what they thought it meant was not at all what it meant. I love it when people ask questions. Well, I'll tell you, my first week in IT, I had to ask my boss what the cloud was. <laughs> <laughs> like we all have this concept of what it is, but what is it really? Yeah. So yeah, it's. It, but if you don't know, how are you going to explain it to someone else? And so that's right. what I tell my stakeholders oh, or my it. technical people. Listen, if I don't understand, nobody else is going to understand, at least when it comes out to our stakeholders. Okay. So, um, so one more question. The personal resilience topic mm-hmm. is really important to us. We've covered it a lot. And so for someone just exploring the topic of change management as a potential career, that might seem a little bit strange. So why do we focus so much on personal resilience on our podcast? you're going to have so many people really going to you and and just telling you what's on their mind. And a lot of times, and people don't necessarily use filters, right? They just kind of tell you like it is. And you're you're oftentimes that trusted person that people think they can go to. So it's important to, to know how to navigate that and to not take it all so personally, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times with these big changes, we sometimes are so embedded and so deeply involved that if it's not successful or something's not going well, we tend to internalize that and take it personally. And it's not, there's only so much things that we as change managers have control over. And it's important to recognize that the Mm -hmm. the, the idea of self-care is so important as change professionals. And it's it's just something we have to have, Uh, you know, in our previous episodes, especially the ones on personal resilience, which we did two episodes on, there's Mm -hmm. a part one and a part two. You, you heard us talk about being change therapist in some cases, right? Mm-hmm. People will come to you and just vent and just let it out. And you you, you kind of take some of that in, right? So how do you mm-hmm. then manage all of that? So um, I'm curious what you think, Kara. Sure. Well, there's definitely that. And then also you're working with a team that potentially is on a deadline. Mm-hmm. They're not used to working in an agile space or they are stressed out because the technology isn't working. And just being around stressed out people all day, uh, you may even have a leader that's, you know, thinking he or she is being motivating by mm-hmm. yelling at people or, you know, just taking out their own emotions on the team and the success of the project you know, being at a level of importance that <laughs> it's higher than the people that actually work for you. Um, so that's why, I mean, we are just, change is disruptive. And oh, yeah going to come like waves where the moment you think you're stable again, a new change is going to come. And we are in the middle of that, trying to help people along. So it's kind of like the lifeguard. You know, you wouldn't expect the lifeguard to just be out in the ocean forever. They need breaks so that Mm -hmm. they can maintain their focus, so that they can maintain their strength. Um, So yeah, that's kind of why we we emphasize that. I think if you're a new change manager or you're thinking about it as a career, it might seem a little bit odd, but it is really important. 
Very. You need that time to rejuvenate and to bring your best self back to work, right? right. Um, so if you don't do it, you're going to find that you're just burning out really quickly. So you got to take the time for self-care. And also, I think a huge part of this role is about being creative, delivering mm -hmm. messages in a way that haven't been delivered so that they will resonate or listening to your stakeholders in a way you haven't before. So it's it's an interesting place to try and be creative while also being surrounded by stress. Absolutely. So if you can be resilient and continue to bring that creativity to work, you will be more successful, period. So let's talk about what's next for Change Out Loud. Um, we've learned a lot in season one and two, and now we're gonna start season three. We're going to continue and focus in on global work and culture because that is something we realized there is a lot of need for and we want to be able to focus on all of the different challenges that come with working on a globally distributed team so keep listening in if you're interested in that and we have a pretty exciting announcement that we have partnered with change nerd it's a community for change practitioners no matter what field you're in if you are a change manager by discipline or if you are just a change agent you know trying to work in a more agile way in your environment uh, we are going to be continuing the conversation over there. So what does that mean, Adnan? More consistent? More consistent episodes. I yep. mean, that is the first thing. So for all our listeners out there who are listening to this episode, we really want to thank you for, for sending us your questions, for being a part of this journey. Because again, to Kara's point, season one and season two, those are really great learning opportunities for Kara and I. And we are excited for this partnership with Change Nerd. And what that means for you are more episodes, more consistency. Mm -hmm. So we will be putting out content every two weeks, a minimum. And then beyond that, we may even have additional spotlights and features that you can look mm -hmm. forward to. Um, so we'll still be doing the podcast. I think um, some of you might have that question, <laughs> a resounding yes, and we'll be producing more consistent content for you all. Yeah, and instead of just listening, which you're welcome to do, uh, at, that's totally free and available to you, the Change Nerd community is going to offer some deep dives. So we'll be mm -hmm. putting on extra content, we'll be engaging in conversation, and we'll also be doing some special workshops. So if you're interested in it, check it out, changenerd.com. And other, either way, we'll see you in season three, uh, starting in the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm.